Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Hello? Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and as usual, I am joined by Jackie. Hello, Jackie. Hi. And by Miles. Hello? Hi, Miles. Are you there? Hello? Okay. Miles and I, were we were just talking. We were having a full-fledged conversation, so he's, he's here. Uh, and the three of us make up a podcast, uh, us and a bunch of gear and stuff, but we are a podcast that talks about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the TV anime that started in 2012 and is allegedly still running today. We are just, allegedly. We we have heard that they announced a voice actor singular from Part Six, Stone Ocean, but we don't know when that's going to come out. And in the meantime, as we are between seasons of that show, uh, we are watching. You know what, though? Before I talk about that, let me tell you that if you want to hear us talk about JoJo's, if you didn't read the cover. If you didn't look at the title of this episode and you're disappointed, don't worry. You can hear us talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure if you go to anchor.fm slash jjbpod. Uh, we started with part four. Uh, don't don't ask why, but we have covered <laughs> all of the TV anime, the OVAs, the live action drama, the live action movie. Um, some of them are okay. Some of them are eh, worth skipping. You can find that out by listening to us. So these days- And we, only us. And only us. I don't know who else is out there. But they don't have everything we have in terms of knowledge and uh, the free time to make this shit. So these days we're watching anime uh, recommended to us by listeners or sponsored by Patreon members or things that just caught our eye. And we were like, let's watch that. And that's what we're doing this week. We watched Trece. I think that's how you say it. Trece. Trece which is not 13. Is it 13, Miles? How do you say 13 in Tagalog? I don't think it's 13. Okay, fine. If it's Spanish, that would make sense too, because a lot of Filipino people count in Spanish. Oh, it is Spanish. (laughs) But Uh, but spelled differently, with a C instead of an S. Apparently in Tagalog, 13 is labintatlo. Yes. Okay, so... That sounds right. That sounds complicated. It is complicated. <laughs> I'm looking at it. While I was watching this, I was like, Tagalog is very long-winded. <laughs> yeah, it's always Spanish, though. Um, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the overlaps in languages. But before we talk about all of that stuff, our journeys into language and ghosts and goblins of the Philippines, let us first take a stop in... Oh, man, is there anything? It's like conversation circle doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, sender circle, sender seance. Mm-hmm. You know, this okay. is, look, this is the part, this is correspondence corner where we talk to people that email us. And our email address is jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. This first email is from Hunter. Subject line, wholesome animes. Hel- in, in quotes, wholesome animes. Hello, JJBP crew. I have watched some wholesome animes recently, and my two favorites are Valkyrie Drive Mermaid and Striker Witches. I promise these are not the Hornets animes ever made. Love the anime boy. P.S. I'm definitely not horny. I don't know. These quotation marks... But it doesn't sound necess- it doesn't sound like hentai, you know? It's especially confusing because he said these are not the Hornets animes. I think he meant to write horniest. 
Yes. Um, but uh, Hornets. Hornets I, in all caps. I feel like we're being tricked into watching some kind of bee cartoon. Well, I you said nothing about it, so there's nothing to pique my interest, and you didn't Patreon pay us to watch them. So <laughs> I mean, I looked up failed. The, I looked up uh, Valkyrie Drive, and one of the genres it falls into is Yuri. So okay. I mean, there's that. I mean, you got what Valkyrie, you got mermaids. So. Yuri is it's like the lesbian version of Yaoi. So it's just like it's just lesbian hentai, lesbian hentai or lesbian erotic fiction. Girl on girl. Sorry, I said like version of Yaoi because I figured Miles knows what Yaoi means because that's like something that no, not <laughs> it's like the lesbian version of gay porn. <laughs> well, because it's like more than just saying it's a genre. It's also like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like a thing that people like make romantic. their identity sometimes, you know, it's romantic, too. Yeah, it's cute. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> thanks anyway. for thanks for the email, Hunter. Thank you for telling us about wholesome shows. This email is from Sean, and the f- subject line is first time, long time. Hi. Hey, Yay. JJB Pod crew. Sean from Indiana here. Not sure if you've tried it yet, but give the accent a shot if you feel inclined. No. What, what is the accent? The fuck is Indiana? Indiana? It's like Midwestern is j- like from being married to someone who's a little bit Midwestern. It's like and pants. Oh, the pin, the pin pen merger. Yes, <laughs> Mark is yes. a linguist. <laughs> I love the pin pen merger. What's that? It's where sounds that are i and e are like the same. Mm. Just very flat a's. Yeah. Okay. So to but imitate, that it, I could guess be, we could, could say be totally different penguin. in Indiana. Yeah, is Indiana far up enough to be like a don't you know state? I don't think. No, so. No, it's not right. I it's more mid, just, mid, mid, mid America. Don't they just talk yeah. normal? I thought Indiana. What is normal, Jackie? <laughs> Listen, there's no such thing as normal, Jackie. <laughs> I, thought, I thought they, they, I thought they sound similar to us. They could be one of those Warsh states, you know. Or They're this... near Chicago. It's close to Chicago. Mm. Yeah, I guess. But apparently, that working class South Chicago accent isn't that common anymore. But the stereotypical one is, you know, the Da Bears, Chicago. It's between Detroit and Chicago, and like Michigan accent is very like, yeah, flat. Okay. That wasn't a very good. <laughs> As I understand it, you know, Michigan is also a uh, a don't you know kind of place. Yes. I don't associate any ac- accent with Indiana. What about this accent? If I went, that's what if a, I what that, if I did that? That's a car. That's right. <laughs> the only there's fa- the famous people I can think of from Indiana. Larry Bird. I can't think of any accent that he had. Okay. And Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was from Indiana? Yeah. I guess all the Jacksons, right? No, I think yeah. they each sibling <laughs> they was all, born in a different they were state. They all living in different states. So the Indiana <laughs> accent is like, Shaman! Is that, yeah. yes, is that good? Yes, precisely. Okay. Nailed it. Anyway, I've been listening for about a year now and finally decided to write in. As Miles said, you have to listen for a year to be considered a real fan. I started listening to you guys to pass the time at work at UPS, which has been super helpful and entertaining. I love the chemistry and friendship between each of you three, and you guys never cease to entertain. The transit-related and other off-topic talk is the best, as well as the openings and endings of the pod. Also, please keep up the karaoke. I love hearing you all sing as you're very talented. Oh, boy. (laughs) This is very nice, but reading this, it feels like we're just patting our own backs here. Like, don't check the handwriting. You we, know. we wrote this email. <laughs> we, we wrote it. I wanted to thank you guys not only for being entertaining, but also the anime you've introduced me to. Uh, Mark and Miles talked about Trigun, and it is now one of my favorites. Nice. Uh, Mark described Eva as, 
quote, depressing and messy creatively, and I was instantly <laughs> interested, and it is now probably my favorite. Wow. FLCL as well. Uh, Mark, I don't know if this is helpful, but I sorted each part of your JoJo episodes into playlists on Spotify under the name, Do you, what do you think that is, Manlesha or Manisha? I can't Manlesha? Tell. It's probably an L. Manlesha. I think it's an L. Okay. Manlesha. Would Akira qualify for your Patreon pick? I think it would. It's a movie, so it's longer than three episodes, but I yeah. mean, it's, it's a pretty big movie. Yeah. Uh, here's a JoJo-related thought or question. In the Judgment episode with enemy stand user Cameo, Mark notes how the stand is sort of a mimicry of the story Monkey's Paw. This is also the ep with the famous moment of male bonding between Pol Pol and Abdul. So do you think all, do you all think the reason Cameo has a hiding spot that he seemingly can't escape from is that he made a wish to his stand for a place to hide and his wish got twisted? Sorry for the long email. Feel free to cut out the fluff. Thanks for all the amazing hours of content, and please keep it up. P.S. I am very, very horny. Sent from my clairvoyant stand, Hermit Purple. Hermit Purple. Um, Nobody's done a sent from joke in a while. Yeah. Ah, sent from, true. My favorite sent from joke that is completely unrelated to our podcast is the writer Harris Whittles. For like a staff email on Parks and Rec, he wrote something in an email that was like, sent from an old fucking rotary telephone, <laughs> uh, which I think is a great thing to do. Is that the one that died? In a professional died? environment. Yep. Oh, he's dead. Rip. He, he, <laughs> he was one of the animal control people in the uh, wedding episode. Okay. I don't remember. All right. Well, we're I've probably April seen him. and- I've seen him. Star-Lord. Get married. <laughs> um, oh, that wedding. I think that Cameo was- I, I think him getting pissed... Wait, remind me who's Cameo? Cameo had the genie stand on that island in part three where he created a fake version of Polnareff's sister, a oh. fake version of Abdul, and then they peed into his breathing tube. Yes. I don't think that was a monkey's paw twist. I think he wanted to drink piss, mm. as a lot of Araki characters seem to do. So... It's yeah. a good theory, but unfortunately... He just wanted to be pissed on. Yeah. Word up. <laughs> All pretty ladies around <laughs> the world. Sean has reminded me that we have not talked of trains in a while because we've been trapped in our respective houses we for haven't, a long time. We haven't traveled. Yeah. I've traveled a little bit. I took the... We moved to a new house, so I've taken it... Instead of taking New Jersey Transit, I took a Jitney bus to the George Washington Bridge bus terminal... And it was great. <laughs> well, I mean, it was what weird. What was great about it? It it was it was fast. It was like ten minutes. Oh. But but the other time I did it twice. The first time or the the first time actually it was like an hour. <laughs> it was like forty minutes or something the first time because it was a lot of traffic. But then the second time there was no traffic and it was like ten minutes. And I was like, wow, I didn't think we can get into New York this fast from this part of Jersey. J um, and then what do you do? You take the A down or the one or the two or the three? Yeah, you you can take the A straight down. Nice. Yeah, I think only like the A goes all the way up there. I don't think the one or the two. Does that go up there? I have not tried it. I've only needed my A train. Well, yeah, the Jitney situation is weird too because they don't have like staff drivers. It's just that they like, they rent the bus to a person and they're like, all right, you driver, sir, you get to drive this dinky, dinky bus and you can park it in our terminal. And the way you like, they like pay to rent the bus from the company actually. The company doesn't pay them. How do you know all this? Is this up-to-date information? I looked this up. I thought this was all... I thought they were owned by a different bus company. They are, they are, but the lines. drivers are just randos that, that pay to rent the bus and they take a portion of the fare. Oh. They're freelancers. 
Or they might take mm. all the fare and they okay. just pay the flat fee, something like that. And the buses are small. And the it's it's pretty cheap. It was like it was like Oh yeah, it's it was nothing. like two fifty. It's very or cheap. Something. Um so you know I, you know, you always roll the dice with your life when you take transit, you know? Even if you drive yourself. So it doesn't matter. It was it's just hard though, like now with I'm not I wasn't used to public transit, so I went into the city and I was like, This is weird. <laughs> I feel like a tourist. Because of the the long uh, time it's been, it's, or because yeah, because I felt like like I, I just noticed New York, you know, when I normally would not, because I was in there like every day for probably longer, mo- a majority of my life, like you know, in two thousand eighteen or whatever, you know, in like the past few years have been like I spend ma- the majority of my hours in New York, you know. But then, like, after not being there for a while and then going to the city, I'm like, it's just like, wow, there's, it's really loud and there's so many people. Yeah. And it's dirty. And, and it's just like, yeah, this was always true. <laughs> and they're all coughing. It's, it's loud and it's like, I'm, am I going to, I feel like everything is dangerous. I'm on high alert. Am I, am I going to get hit by a car? Am I going to get attacked by a person? <laughs> it looks like the one does go up to the George Washington Bridge. I don't know how far away it is, though, from that station. This email is from Sunset. Subject line is writing again. Hello, JJB Pod team. First of all, I'm really sorry for my last email. This time I will get my text right. I don't remember what you wrote anyway. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Since my last mail, I finished some shows, including Trigun, which I started a day after your episode about it, and it's awesome. I think it's neat that people listen to this podcast before having seen the anime. Yeah. I think it's neat. I yeah. think I it's like wow we got people into Trigun and Eva, interesting. Yeah, you can send us the check whenever you want. Trigun, <laughs> please allow me to ask a spoiler-free question of my last mail's question. What musical references would you like to see in future parts? And since you asked for an anti-recommendation, watch Haganai if you want to cringe like every five minutes because those kids—it's just a group of loners with basically no social skills trying to hang out like friends. But none of them has any friends at all. <laughs> That's just oh, a funny man. way to describe it. <laughs> I'm interested. I'm interested in that. Thanks for your great work every week and stay awesome. Sending you from sunny regards from Hamburg, sunset. P.S. How's the weather at your place? Currently, I'm melting because of around 30 degrees Celsius slash 86 degrees Fahrenheit all day long. Too hot. So at least not horny. Mm. It's hot like that around here. It's also very humid. I don't think being hot precludes you from being horny, by the way. Yes. I think you can be horny. I think being cold makes you less horny. No. Um, Interesting. Well, being hot means you take clothes off. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. So, But being, but being cold, cold, you snuggle up. Yeah, you snuggle up. If there's someone that's already cool with you. I think you gotta be... Gotta be. I think... You gotta be bold. I think you, you can be, be horny strong. in any climate. Well, yeah. You gotta be honey. <laughs> you gotta have a boner. I think that's how that song went. Shoutouts to Desiree. Uh, Miles, how's what? the how's the weather over there where you are? It's very. It's like pretty tropical. Oh it's yeah. Super humid. Okay. Sometimes so humid that water falls from the sky. Like rain. Um, yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, and it's like I feel like it storms every other day. 
Oh wow. Mm. So it's just like wet and and hot. Hmm. Wet hot American summer. That's what Miles That's is right. having right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. It's actually pretty similar to us right now. We're in the 80s and humidity was fucking high today. We went for a walk. Uh, and my hair tripled in volume. <laughs> it just exploded right <laughs> off my head. These are like, humidity is like the number one reason why I get haircuts when I have big hair, when I have long hair. Mm-hmm. It's just whenever it's humid, I'm like, what the fuck is it doing? I hate it. I can't yeah. comb it. I'm going to just chop it off. So, Mark, what are you thinking for your next cut? I am thinking of like long on top, sort of like, I'm going to show a picture of someone who can like slick back their hair, but it's short on the sides. And I'm going to be like, look, I know I can't do this. Mark's going to get an undercut. I'm not going to get an undercut. I'm not going to have a Skrillex haircut. Um, Why? I think I feel like if if you can't get a really like forward haircut now, you can never do it. I mean, yeah, but like. Like now's the time to go for this look. Why? I don't, know th- Wait, why? I don't want a Skrillex haircut. Because it's like this, your hair is long, yeah. and it's the first haircut you're getting in probably a very long time. So you can like do something wild with it, and like if you don't do it now, then you have to like wait to grow it out again. I mean, I've done that already, maybe more than once in a way. I, I had some weird middle length haircuts when I had long hair, but um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm gonna just like bring a photo because I feel like haircutters now are always like, "Give me a photo." I don't mm-hmm. know what you're talking about, and I'm like, "Yeah, neither do I." <laughs> and neither do you ultimately because it yeah. never works out the way that I think or you think it's going to. Um yeah. I I just got like the barber is stressful. Yeah. Especially now, you know, it's like it's been a long time and there's covid and uh I've been having panic attacks at like anything. So going to like sit and be like just just do it. Just do something is like really all I want. Like, okay, well, I'm sorry I put more pressure on you. Let's just, I just think you can no, really go for it. Th- you did not put pressure on me. If anything, you inspired me. You're like my muse for hair. Um, anyway. Miles, you used to have long hair at one point. Yeah, and I thought I would have it again, but I got too annoyed by it during... And it was growing in stupid during the pandemic. Uh, yeah, that's the thing is there's always that awkward period when it grows in and it's awful. And if you want to have long hair, you have to just power through it. If you have a significant other or something, you just got to let them know, look, this is going to be bad for a minute. <laughs> it's going to be weird and and it's going to look like I just don't take care of myself for like a month. Yeah. And you just got to go. You got to deal with well, it. Sucked. It sucked for me because last year was like first time sending Christmas cards with a child. And I feel like my hair is just very boxy. Mm. I'm just like like I look at those pictures now because I'm going to look at them for the rest of my life and I'm going to be like ugh <laughs> yeah but whatever I mean you might do that anyway because like the style of the time changes you know and whatever oh, you can always be cool. basically any any anything that we are embarrassed about like we can just blame on COVID and it's fine true exactly it was a different time yeah although it seems like this will now be the time forever all right uh, so for our Pong Wait, we did not answer email. the question. Oh, sorry. What was the question? What musical references would you like to see in future parts? Well, I know what's in there and what isn't in there. I mean, I don't remember every single musical reference, certainly, but I know some musical bands. I know some bands that have not been referenced by Araki, and I wish he would. Um, I'm trying to. He's got to have Radiohead in there. You know, that's actually a good question. 
I don't remember if there is a stand with a Radiohead reference. I'm not going to tell you, but I'm going to look it up. Okay. I'm going to guess now I'm on the the Mark train of thought. Like Nine Inch Nails is in there. No, it's not, unfortunately. Ugh. That's, I think, like, I would love some random, like, uh, like one-hit wonder hip-hop, like, chingy. <laughs> oh, man. I would love a right there stand. <laughs> a right there stand. <laughs> what does what is right there do? Um, right there. It's it's like a locator stand. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, there should be a system of a down stand. Oh, that yeah. That could be fun. I think toxicity is too obvious, isn't it? We pro- we've already had poison stands, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. spiders. It's just literal spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Could do a, a chop suey stand that just gets you out of bed. Mm-hmm. It says wake up. <laughs> also, like one of the girl bands, like one of the R and B girl bands, like Destiny's Child or TLC or In mm-hmm. Vogue. Somebody. Hmm. A TLC like three part stand would be cool. Yeah. Mm, A crazy, sexy, cool stand. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like he would do that. Or Brandy. I don't know. You can ref. Or Brandy and Monica. The boy is mine stand. (laughs) Or they kidnap a child. No. Well, I mean, it's in the name. Although every time we do this, I remind myself that the stand names very rarely have anything to do with what it actually does. Yeah. Um, Because I don't think Araki speaks any English. Um, But the, the... Haganai, Haganai anime sounded interesting to me. Yeah, I can't tell if Sunset is saying that like it's cringy because like that. Does that mean it's actually poorly done? Mm. Or is it like well or it's done? Like you're, you feel like embarrassed for them. Yeah, like you get you secondhand just, embarrassment. Like it depicts awkwardness and yeah. social awkwardness like well. I don't know. Like like Nathan for you is like that. I can't. It's so hard for me to watch that it show weird, because yeah. it's so cringy. Yeah. Sorry. Hang on, guys. We were finishing up with Sunset's email. I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess that's it. I don't want to go back and listen to the tape because then I just stop the recording and stuff. Okay. Well, good job on that email, Sunset. Thanks, Sunset. If I recall correctly, I think Sunset's last email had like a line that that we were truly vexed by, like the the phrasing. Oh, okay. But uh, not this time. Danke für... The email <laughs> very good um this next email is from hunter again and the subject line is horny anime hello jjbp crew i have been on funimation the fan service genre to be exact and i made the mistake of watching valkyrie drive mermaid and strike witches on your guys free time you need to watch only the first episode of valkyrie drive mermaid is this a trick i feel like this is a trick hunter Signed, The Anime Boy. P.S. I'm very horny. Horny. After watching Valkyrie Drive Mermaid, and you will be too. P.P.S. Hopefully you guys read this on the pod. P.P.S. Hi, Chad. You guys should read the advanced player of the Tutorial Tower. It's a webcomic on Weebtoons. Thanks for all the recommendations. I if you I, recommend it twice, then I guess we're we're bound to watch it. We have to now. I feel like this is a trick somehow. <laughs> to double up, or or it's like the second time was a different approach. It was like, yeah, yeah. The first time it was like 
this is not a hornet's anime and now it is a hornet <laughs> when you when you when you you know when you i don't know just okay. it's a two-pronged approach somehow but i, I <laughs> sense that we will not not be rushing to cover these i mean you know we have the patreon but then we also already have a laundry list mm-hmm. uh, of stuff and we uh, don't really know what they're about we said we said they may no, or may not be horny yeah so. we definitely said no hentai it doesn't sound like hentai if it's on funimation and it's yeah. under the fan service genre true, true, true. Then it sounds like it, it at least has a bunch it's, of butt cheeks which is not a, you know like booby anime or something yeah we don't hate any of that stuff but uh sometimes sometimes they're good sometimes they're bad that's right just like everybody else yeah you know this email is from kenny and the subject line is Nuno is MVP. Hey guys, just finished the third episode of Trece and thought I'd share some thoughts. I really like the setting and all the weird creatures of the underworld. I know a lot about legend and mythology, but never had any contact with the myths of the Philippines. Trece herself reminds me a lot of Batman. Cool, silent, efficient, smart, and with the right amount of humor for this kind of character. Another interesting character is Nuno, the little manhole goblin. I love <laughs> Nuno. <laughs> Without that creepy fellow with the heavy accent, Tressa would be done for a real MVP. <laughs> and guys, that ghost hacker mall gamer dude makes yes. me wish we could all end up as gaming ghosts and play forever. I'm excited to talk about this goofy-ass show. <laughs> the setting reminds me a lot of DC's Constantine, Vampires the Masquerade, and Fables. Interestingly enough, in this kind of setting, the supernatural world is normally hidden and not part of everyday life, something Tressa did a little bit different. My biggest problem with the show, in my opinion, is the art Really? The characters and fight scenes, especially in episode one, look pretty good. My problem is the background art, which is really blurry. It looks like they took photos and put the Photoshop cartoon filter over it. I don't know how much budget they had, but this show could look a lot better. Anyhow, I really enjoyed the show so far, and I will probably finish it. It is always good to see an animated show that isn't American or Japanese and gets the culture and spirit of a country out there. Excited for your thoughts on the show. Have a nice week, Kenny. P.S. It's almost 12 p.m. and I don't know how I'm supposed to sleep after the ending of episode three. <sighs> yeah, that was, that was creepy. I like that. I was also reminded of DC shows, by the way. I was like, the, yeah. this ha- reminds me of like uh, like Batman or I don't know. Well. One of those. A we'll dark, go, we'll, get, we'll a get dark into DC it. kind well, of I mean, show. I guess we're already talking about it anyway, but uh, there's reasons for that. And I think some of that is the american voice acting because miles we watched the first episode in tagalog and then we switched to english um Mm. and i was thinking we'd maybe do japanese for one of the episodes but uh chad's next email says that he didn't find any voice connections so i was just like that how famous could those japanese voice (laughs) actors be um and uh thanks chad (laughs) yeah and also the animation company is i think it's american um it's not like anybody that worked on DC. It's actually, I think, Jay Oliva's studio. We'll get into it. Um, thanks for the email, Kenny. Thanks for watching it and sharing your thoughts. It's like you're a part of nice the Nice to hear from you again. Yeah. Yeah. It also reminded me of Constantine. That I was trying to figure out what other analogs. I mean, I definitely thought of Blade. Mm. Uh, Constantine. I've never seen Constantine. Hellboy, maybe? Just things where it's like, or Ghostbusters, I guess. Sandman a little bit. The creepy mm. stuff reminds me of like a, like a good horror manga, like a Junji Ito kind of mm. vibe. Mm-hmm. This email is called Pandesal is so good, and it's from Chad. Aloha, JJB Pod Ohana. I need to know something. What audio option did you pick to watch Trese? I started with the English version, then halfway through the first app, 
Right when Alex talks to Nuno, I took a listen to the Filipino dub for a minute, then paused the show. I found this blog or article, and it's from philstar.com, and it's about which version is the best to watch. Uh, and Chad said that he decided to watch the rest in Japanese with subtitles. Among the Japanese voice cast, I could not find a single JoJo voice connection. I never heard of the graphic novel that the show is based on, but might check it out since I like learning about the myths and monsters of different cultures. I should mention that a friend of mine actually wrote a comic also steeped in Filipino superstition and folklore. Anyone interested should search for The Hexing by Michael McGarvey. Like Tresse, it's pretty dark and gritty, but takes place among the Filipino community here in Hawaii. Mm. I hope he gets a chance to keep working on it. Anyway, I hope all is well and that everyone is good and safe. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. Happy Father's Day to all the dads that should thank Araki for helping set the bar so low <laughs> on what constitutes being a good dad by making most of his dad characters so horrible. P.P.S. If you're in Hawaii on the island of Oahu, I promise you can get the absolute best pandesal along with a bunch of other great Filipino baked goods from Nanding's Bakery. And there is a Yelp link. Thanks for the recommendation. It's a little out of the way. And happy Father's Day to <laughs> all. Well, it's a real bakery that it opens at 4.30 in the morning and closes at 6 p.m. Wow. Unless it's adjusting for my time zone, but that would be... It probably is. No, there's no way that would open so. at 10.30 in the morning. That would be a terrible bakery. <laughs> um, and they close at midnight. Uh, yeah. Hawaii, I believe, does have a big Filipino community. It does. Yep. Do you know what state surprisingly has a 2% Filipino uh, community? State? Yeah. What? That's surprising? So not California. Not California. That's not surprising. Not New Jersey. Not New Jersey. Illinois? No, it's Alaska. Oh. Yeah, there was like a whole, I think, article on like Alaskan Filipinos. Hmm. It's crazy. Seems cold. Yeah. How do Filipino people do with the cold, Miles? As an Italian, answer me. Well, from my experience, Filipino people don't like the cold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there we have it. He said it, not me. Filipinos have been in Alaska since the 1700s and were the largest Asian American ethnicity in the state in 2000. Mm. They still seem to be the majority Asian uh, ethnic group up there. Hell yeah. So yeah. Maybe they've made some cool frozen pandesal up there. Mm. Who knows? Yeah, thanks for writing. Those were emails to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. That's us. It took us like an hour to get through. Mm. Um, Look, we mentioned it. Why do I say look? Look. Listen. <laughs> look. Listen, everyone. We mentioned that we have a Patreon, and it's true. We didn't just throw that out there as a joke. If you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, you can help support the show. Support starts at just a dollar. That gets you access to the feed, which includes regular uh, cultural reference newsletter from Miles that he just titles as Wtar, W-Tar. Was that a reference? Um, basically any of the things that we mention on the show, including obviously Gotta Be by Desiree from this episode. That's D-E-S apostrophe R-E-E, Miles. Um, also the occasional extra audio content, behind the scenes thing, um, and the Jojolion video that I am slowly working on. It turns out if you let me ramble for like an hour on something, it's annoying to chop it up later. 
Yeah. Why did you do that? I had a lot of things to say. Mm. I don't know. And like, I think people like the things that I think of and say rather than. And that's why people listen. People, people right? just want to hear you ramble about. No, stuff. they they always write about you guys. They don't. They don't. No, they I'm, always write about. They always write about you and Miles. No, they, they love don't. You. They, every every. The only every one who week loves is an me email is about. The only one who loves me is Pam. Well, Pam, that, if you're how, out there, how come everybody wants to figure out what kind of an anime will please you? <laughs> everybody writes an email that's like, "What if the robots worked in a, a, a like a kitchen?" <laughs> That actually sounds what cool. What if the robots rode horses? <laughs> and that I wouldn't like as much. If what the if the robots, robots were in a girl band? That maybe. I would love that. <laughs> I'll put that out there. Um, if anyone knows like a, a mecca where they're, <laughs> you know, in a, in a group, uh, an idol group. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, if you look at other like react videos, it's like they just summarize what's happening and they just have a lot of energy about it. And it's like, well, I could just read this myself. So. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, uh, there's also a $3 tier where you just support us more. Some would say three times as much, but we also will thank you out loud on the pod like so. So thank you so much to Austin, Chad, Josh, Jumbo, Kaden, Katie, Bloof, Lee, Leia, Leia maybe. Michael. Mr. Jackpots. Robin. Tim. Tyler. Christian. Lord Zendar. Nick. Dylan. Nocturnal. Yes, thank all of you so much for stepping into the Help Us More $3 tier. I have not renamed the tiers to be JoJo themed, despite uh, getting some good suggestions. As to how to theme them around, right now there is uh, Help Us, Help Us More, and Boss Us Around. And the Boss Us Around tier is where you just, for a one-time payment of 15 bucks, can tell us to watch an anime. And we'll do it. And we usually try to do around three episodes of a show. But if you recommend a movie that's considered very good, uh, we'll probably watch that. We've done it before. And we might do it again. So thanks very much to those people. Anyway, do we need a break or are we good? I think we're good. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Miles, you already had your break. That's right. From what There's I could, a lot of bugs here in the south, guys. What kind of bug you get? I don't know. They didn't see it. Hmm. Wait, they didn't see it, but what they heard it. Contact. They just felt a bug. Mm-hmm. Were you able to find it? No. Oh. Hmm. Pretty terrifying, right? Well, hopefully it's not a palmetto bug. What's that? That's uh, what they have in Florida, the flying cockroaches. Oh. I don't know how you ever spent time down there. I don't know what that is, so I guess I never saw one. Ah, my parents really liked the good place. Good! Yay, what did they say? My dad said, we really liked the good place. Oh, good. Yes. What episode are they on? Oh, I don't know. I'll ask after the oh, pod. I want to know. All, I want to watch it with them. <laughs> we just watched the first season. We'll I'll, remember everything I'll they talk about. I'll watch it again. No. <laughs> I'll watch it again. No. Well, it is an interesting idea to just keep watching The Good Place. I think Drew has seen it four times, he said. Yeah. Something nutty like that. I, I would rewatch it again. I really like it. Miles, have you seen The Good Place? 
I've seen, I think, everything but maybe the last season or two. The okay. last season is a great ending. It's a really good ending. It's like yeah. actually, it's like a rare time where you're like, oh, a show that has like a fantastic setting and situation actually like loops around and finishes itself instead of asking all these questions and putting yeah. weird things in there and then just going, I don't know, fuck it. We all got fired. <laughs> Show's over. New writers came on and they don't have a clue what they're doing. And <laughs> some great shows end that way, you know? All right, I'll finish it. Uh, yeah, we also had to, had to drop it on like the last season or so and then pick it back up later. And uh, it was good. Anyway. So, as we said, we watched the show from 2021, June 2021, which is right now, uh, the show Trece, which is uh, on Netflix. It's produced in part by Netflix's anime studio. Um, but, uh, well, I guess it was released by them. The main studios were Base Entertainment, uh, which is out of Singapore and Indonesia. And it was animated by Lex and Otis, or Lex plus Otis, which is Jay Oliva's um, animation studio. I now need to back up because my Wikipedia currently is open to demographics of Filipinos. So mm. <laughs> I don't know that that's that interesting. Uh, so yes, while the anime came out in uh, 2021, it is based on a comic from the Philippines that started in 2005 and is still going. Um, and oh. this anime was based on the first three collected volumes or the first three cases, I think. No, first three volumes. Um, it is written, written by Bugete Tan and illustrated by Kajo Baldissimo. Uh, and Bugete Tan was one of the showrunners. So he had a lot of input, I'm assuming, mm. on this show. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. It is like arguably produced in Southeast Asia, but also America. Um, but it adapts a Filipino comic. And interestingly, Wikipedia doesn't spell it C-O-M-I-C. They link to a kind of genre about the comic industry in the Philippines spelled like comic, K-O-M-I-K. Uh, Miles, is that a term you're familiar with? Like comic over there in the Philippines? No, I've never read a Philippine comic. And now you know why, right? Because you hated this? Is that what I'm hearing? I liked it. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first indigenous cartoons may be traced to Jose Rizal's illustration of the fable, the tortoise and the monkey. Okay, fine. No one needs to know all that. You can go to Wikipedia. There's a Jose Rizal connection in this anime. Is there really? Yeah. The two sort of, her two sort of henchmen are named Crispin and Basilio. And there are characters in his novel, uh, Noli Mi Tangere, Tangere, uh, which is like the, it's like a foundational novel in Philippine history. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So they're, they're, so the, those bodyguard characters are also like part of lore a little bit? No, really. I think they just share a name. They're not like magical oh, okay. and they're, they're just two kids in the, in the oh, novel. Okay. Um, yeah, and the show was uh, voiced in Tagalog, English, and Japanese, and there are also other language dubs available on Netflix. I did see Spanish. I don't remember the other ones. Um, I will point out, annoyingly so, that the only English subtitle option is actually closed captioning, and it is I, like... Go ahead, Miles. But 
I also found that really annoying because I I thought the the English dialogue it, it seemed really corny. Mm. Interesting. I mean, so we wouldn't know because we don't understand Tagalog. But my problem with it was that because it's like it's closed captionings based on the English dub, it's telling you like in Tagalog and it says something and then it says in English, but the character is still speaking Tagalog because the whole thing mm-hmm. is in Tagalog except for the occasional loan word. So it was uh, very confusing and it also made me wonder like how similar is what they're saying actually to the Tagalog? Mm. Um, I can t- tell a little bit when that kind of thing happens with Japanese where they subtitle a dub. Here, I didn't, I didn't have any fucking idea. We did hear some words that are of Spanish origin though. Jackie and I, I mean. Yes. We picked some of oh, There's those. a lot of English in Tagalog too, but like oh, all yeah. of the yeah, all of the spells were not subtitled at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did look up tabi tabi po to to learn what that means. Uh, it's just like a thing you say if you're in, encountering. Like it's very like. It's just a thing you say when you're encountering spirits, right? Yeah, and it apparently means step aside, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like yeah, if you believe there's like earth elementals in your in your presence or something. Um, and that's what and she does to wake up the dirt monster. The one she was doing with the eyeball and the blood. Yeah. That was just, it was, it was very, literally, it was just like, eyeball help me see or something like that. Mm. You're able to tell that just from, from your ear? From listening? Yeah. Well, that's good. That's nice. Um, do you have Still a... Still got it. Do you have a handle on how the voice acting was overall? In Tagalog? Yeah. To me... It sounded good. Okay. But like I'm not fluent in it. Like I didn't understand. I, I was relying on the subtitles. But to me it sounded good. Like I, I know a lot of dubs to me end up sounding kind of cheesy. But this did not. Yeah. The main character at least. I didn't write down all of the voice actors. Because I was trying to do it for like multiple languages at the same time. But uh, I think her name is Liza Soberano. And uh, she's pretty young. But um or I guess, what is she born? 1993? That's not that young anymore. But uh, she's been in a bunch of stuff. So it seems like she mostly does live action. Um, and even she, I think, needed to brush up on Tagalog for this part. Um, and the English voice cast uh, features, I want to say largely Filipino-American or Filipino-Canadian voice actors. Uh, the title character, Alexandra, is voiced by Shay Mitchell, uh, who is from Pretty Little Liars. Oh. If anybody has seen that show. Um, it also features um, Dante Bosco, who is Rufio from the movie Rufio! from the movie Hook. He plays that sort of... Oh! Yeah. He's also an avatar. That's oh, a, okay. That's a cool... Oh, I remember the, that kid. He's the asshole lightning guy that strikes their car and stuff. So he only really has an affected voice. He doesn't have his natural voice. Um, I think he's the asshole fire guy in Avatar. Oh, he's always playing elements, that guy. When's he going to be water? Um, also, Manny Jacinto from The Good Place. Jason Mendoza yeah. uh, plays the... An extremely hot man. Uh, yes. He plays the uh, horse transformer car racing guy. <laughs> uh, Mal- Malexi, I believe is the name. Um, and yeah, there's a, there's a lot of multiple like roles by a small cast. Um, Eric Bauza is featured pretty prominently and his voice feels very like okay I'm watching a DC American cartoon kind of thing he was like the the older electro guy mm-hmm. you know the big guy that uh, um, eventually 
turns into electricity and stuff. And he has that deep booming voice. Um, and Carlos Alazraki did a lot of the voices too. And by that Spanishy name, I was wondering if he was Filipino, but he's not. He's Argentine American. Mm. Um, and Lou Diamond Phillips was the mayor. Um, Lou Diamond Phillips isn't really a huge actor, but he did win a bunch of accolades, I believe, for playing Richie Valens mm. in a movie about. I think I think he I think it was in La Bamba. I don't know. It's not like I could look it up or anything. Um, the film was La Bamba. Thank you. Well, I don't know if that's what he was in. Maybe they did multiple movies about Richie Valens. You know, looked up. Yeah, he was in La Bamba. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Lou Diamond Phillips. Um, yeah, and so yeah, this this show um was really interesting to me because you know I've heard an okay amount of Tagalog in my in my life, and I've harassed Filipino friends to learn some uh, Tagalog words and phrases, but uh, I had no um and food I know a little bit about food, but I had no uh understanding of the mythology stuff and the superstition stuff. And so it was really interesting to look at something and go. Like, oh, there's nothing I should be racking my brain to think of in Japanese folklore mm. or American European mm-hmm. stuff. It was just like, this is brand fucking new to me. This is very different. That, that guy's a mushroom. Mm-hmm. And he's also an asshole, perhaps. <laughs> um, it, I think a lot there's of a, folklore are assholes. Yeah. I, that's what I liked. It reminded me of, because um, I'm also like much more familiar with like Western mythology. And I think like where it overlaps is that it's just very goofy. Mm. like because i i read like like norse mythology and greek mythology it's just weird people who are like fucking up yeah with it's, magic it's a lot of drama and people like greco-roman stuff is just like who fucked who and it's like it's it's really like days of our lives and stuff japanese folklore is like what if an umbrella was a dickhead and it was like really <laughs> obnoxious to you and it's like what if there was someone who met you in the road but you you couldn't you had to pay her the right compliment or she cut your dick off or something. Um, or like a raccoon dog that turns into a statue. You get it. Um, yeah. Miles, what's up with that wobbly knife? We watched episodes one, two, and three, by the way, on Netflix, mm-hmm. which seems to be That's the right. first three cases. What, what, what is up with that knife? Do you know what that was? What do you mean, what is up with the knife? Is that a Filipino traditional knife or is that just like the show being cool? Like oh, I, the crooked I knife? I really didn't give a second thought to the knife i don't think it's a film like i think it's just a knife hmm let me i I don't know miles do you have any powers i don't have any powers (laughs) (laughs) okay just checking (laughs) uh oh chris how was the english it was good it was yeah it was pretty good um it was, fine. It was you know it, fe- it felt yeah it felt like the dc cartoon kind yeah. of voice um but I, I could absolutely not compare it to the tagalog i have no idea if one was better than the other or not yeah um apparently the knife is a chris which is of javanese origin and it's uh in indonesia a lot which is very close to the philippines i liked the art what did you all think of the art i actually liked it I liked it. Okay. I don't think it was the art so much as the animation. Yeah, yeah, the animation was a little stiff or something. I think maybe because they were trying to fit it to 
like so many languages. Like it just was very blatant that their mm. mouths were not matching up. Mm. And I think it was it was like choppy the way they moved. Yeah. Yeah, a, a little bit. The background art stuff too. I don't know if I totally agree with our our um, listener on that. Some of the backgrounds looked really them. good, yeah. but but I didn't see. I didn't think about them all the time. So there may have been some that were of of subpar um, quality. I didn't love the music. Really, that's fine because well, the, like the, the intro, music was American. The so. intro music and the outro music. Oh boring. shit! One of them's probably Filipino. Uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't think much of the music either. Yeah, the OP yeah. and EDs didn't didn't do too much for me. We listened to it one time and then, you know, moved on. But I do like all of the gore and the horror. Oh, this was a gory show. It was pretty good. It was. It was scary. This show... Just to go back to the... I, I liked the background art because it grounded it in... Like, it looked very much... I mean, it, they might have taken photos and just swapped, like, put Photoshop on it, but I liked... That yeah. it grounded it in as like a real place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it 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 felt very much like the city that it's supposed to be taking place in. And I read a little bit of an interview with um, Bujete Tan, and he was saying that like part of the idea of how this comic came to be was he was thinking of like the folklore creatures, the Aswang and the Tikbalang, and things that scared him as a kid. And he's like, well, where would they be in the city? It's like everyone knows about this horse that accosts you and if you can pluck a hair from its mane you get to go home or something but you know what i bet he'd be in like street racing or something so that was sort of the the engine he called it for developing the show and that is kind of fun you know to think about all the spirits that might be out there who would haunt the train Mm -hmm. and i don't know the name of the lady who has moths fly out of her mouth Oh, that that was cool. She works for ibu who is apparently the i don't know what is the queen of the dead but i don't know who she was um, just a scary lady. I didn't I meant to look up Ibu because I want to become obsessed with her. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Um. Yeah, Miles. Do you have any um memories or know anything about Aswang or Tikbalang or any of these myths? No. Th- like that's another thing that I liked about the show. Like, I didn't grow up learning a lot about like Filipino because it's such a Catholic country. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um. And I liked that it did not even touch on that at all. It's just like nobody's nobody's Catholic in this. It's just like yeah, it's here, just here, like this is what the world. The is. monsters are real. You don't you don't have to believe in anything else. <laughs> yeah, I like I don't think we even saw like a priest, and like yeah. so many stories in the Philippines are like set around Catholicism. Mm. Okay, Ibu is the Manobo goddess of death and the underworld. In Trese, her emissary is a psychopomp. A guide of souls to the place of the dead. What the fuck is a psychopomp? You don't just throw that around at me, Esquire Magazine Philippines. Oh. In- I think I looked up what an Aswang was because of JoJo's, because I was looking up like vampires and other cultures. Ah, there you go. I feel like we talked about it, but I don't remember what you said. Yeah. A psychopomp in Greek is someone who guides you uh, through the or to the world of the dead. There's yeah, there's an Esquire magazine Philippines uh, article here that guides you about the mythical creatures. Of uh, of Trece. Uh, cool. I'm going to read it. Yes, we talked about Tabi Tabi Po and Aswang. Um, a Babailan, I think is how you say that, is like a medium, someone who can communicate with the spirit world. Um, they also refer to her father, Anton, as a Lacan, mm. which is, it's just some... And her, they refer to her as that Right, too. she's the new Lacan. Yeah. Um, 
as like it's some kind of title for a kind of ruler or something. Uh, modern day usage, it can be used occasionally to mean nobleman or someone who's in the black belt equivalent rank in Filipino martial arts. This show doesn't explain anything to you. I feel like it just like shows you like this is what's happening. It doesn't explain it. <laughs> I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. Okay. I think it would I drag if, if, they, if they stopped and explained everything. It would take forever. I was curious about you guys. Like, I feel like I picked up on stuff because I know about Filipino culture, but and that like really added to my enjoyment. And I wonder if like what you guys thought. Like, did you think about like the Philippines as like a corrupt country, like in episode one, or like like w- with the actress who like left her baby to die in the woods? Like, I was thinking like, well. People are very anti-abortion in the Philippines. And I wonder if that's a commentary on that. I, I was wondering about that too. It didn't make any sense to me. Why would you go through having the baby and then kill it? Because they're anti-abortion and, and, and you, it's hard to get one maybe? Or it's frowned upon? Oh, is that why? Because like otherwise, so maybe I'm like, it's why a don't pro-abortion just, just, just fucking abort it? <laughs> maybe it's a pro-abortion episode because it's like, this is what happens if you don't let women have yeah. abortions. They turn into spider monster babies that yeah. attack you in multitudes apparently um yeah miles i have to say that i did wonder that a little bit in episode one if there was any commentary going on i know this was Mm. written this comic came out in 2005 but just like the mayor being like and we'll hunt them down and kill them personally like i don't care about whatever no forget due process i was like is this a comment on the president (laughs) it seemed like it is this about what's his name i don't even want to say it I don't mm. live in the Philippines, but I'm scared <laughs> um, of Lou Diamond Phillips, the mm. voice actor. Um, yeah, and like at the end of that episode, she says something like, "the the humans are also monsters." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I and I'm like, kind okay. of thought <laughs> I thought the first episode was way too serious. Like after the first episode, I was like, "Ah, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna like this" because it was it was so serious and it was there was like no hint of humor at all i didn't like the first episode no oh, i liked it for multiple reasons well well really the main the main my main problem with it and it got gradually better each episode so episode three i thought was like better much better but episode one like you know it's like this is your your introduction to the characters and everything in the world and and it just felt like it was just moving one thing to another like she shows up at a scene. She, you know, thinks of like, okay, I need to talk to this person. And then she goes, she talks to the person, she gets the information she needs. And then she talks to the next person and she finds the, you know what I mean? Like, it's like a lot of just like, it doesn't feel it like felt, there's any yeah. detective work happening or there, or there was no like store, like the story wasn't really like grabbing me. It's just like a series of events happen. And then she figures out what the, you know, she confronts somebody, you know, and then like, when there was like a, I think there was like at one point, I don't know if it was in episode one or two, where she was rescuing like a little kid, and then the monster like has the kid, like the monsters have the kid, and she, you know, and so like they're holding it hostage, and so for that one moment, I'm like, oh okay, a moment of tension because everything else has been like, she is super smart, she always gets the answer right, right away, yeah, yeah. and there's not even a moment where we're left wondering because she's always like 
from one thing to the next. Like she knows who to talk to. She knows where to go. She finds the answer right away. Like, oh, it just so happens so that, that these girls that want to flirt with her bodyguard also, you know, give her a lead. You know, like everything is just like lined up. And so there's no like mystery to it. There's no like. There's no there's no red herrings. There's yeah. no tricks mm-hmm. by the monsters, in the, really? In the I'm first two episodes. but like, And there's no tension. But in that, that there was like a moment where I'm like, oh, okay, there's, this is some tension because the, the bad guys have the, the, the monsters have the kid. And then immediately, like, these guys drop out of the sky. At first, I didn't realize that they were her bodyguards, but they just drop out of the sky and they shoot everybody. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you, know? you did look at it and think like, Oh shit! Like she can deal with a few, but she hesitates yeah. here. And there's like thirty goblin fuckers. It's like I want to see her have a a difficult moment, and we haven't seen her have a difficult moment. And I also don't know if she has any flaws yet. And like that to me is going to make a boring show eventually because like like I I want to see the characters. You know what I mean? Like I think the world is really cool. I think like the horror elements are really cool. I thought the art was really good to look at, but if I don't really care about the characters and the thing that makes me care about her is the flashbacks like i like the i think i i kind of like the flashbacks more than whatever her detective work shit was because i thought that that was like i was like waiting for something more interesting to happen there but i liked the the flashbacks and trying to figure out like you know what's what's her deal with like her family and stuff like that um also her mom was hot eventually you find out there's like sort of three things going on there's like the case that she's working on in that episode and there's the flashbacks mm-hmm. and then everyone is sort of hinting that there's like some giant calamity coming yeah. she has to worry about and I, I it kind of made it feel bigger than mm. whatever was going on at the moment yeah mm. i don't know what is i didn't i didn't catch any that there was like some oh, big thing happening in episodes i think two and three the bad people she deals with like the mushroom guy in episode three among pasto is that his name something like that yeah they talk about some big Big guy. They're like, you know, a storm is coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're all in QAnon. That's what it I is. See. Um, and uh, <laughs> and I don't know what's up with. Part of it is because I did start looking up voice actors and stuff in episode two. I think maybe, but the beginning of at least episode two and three features about like an evil, possibly evil sorceress lady named Ramona. I liked her. And um, uh, what what was the other guy's title? I'm I'm trying to remember what that title was. Was it Latu? Um. God? No, well, she resurrects him in a very gory fashion, but uh, no, the like colonel that she's like against. Um, and I just don't know how they're related to um, the Trece family. Did they, did they get into that at all or no? Well, so far, well, yeah, the, the dad is, it's a case the dad is investigating. Okay, yeah, yeah. And she's sort of him. tagging along as a teen. Right, okay, we see that much, but yeah, I was wondering if, because um, Jackie had a theory on that, actually right about how the main show plot connects to the black and white stuff oh right i I, my theory was that the bodyguard boys are the same little boys that are in the flashback ramona's kids because they look like the same person they both have black eyes and they're twins they're twins they both have black they have black eyes like and you know they they just look they look like the those kids and they're twins and they it would be that they'd be a right the right about the right age i think too Mm mm-hmm yeah, I think for sure. I don't remember if yeah, I don't remember if Ramona called them by the same names um, that uh, we hear them called by in the present. Uh, I don't know if they have names, but then it also it got funnier that with with Hank and stuff and yeah, 
I like the third episode. The I, third episode was good. I like when they're going to visit the actress and he like freaks out. They're going to visit Nova Aurora. And when they go outside to see him, he's in like a suit and he's spraying perfume on himself. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> um, I like in general, it's a goofy show and I like that. Yeah, it definitely got goofier, like, but yeah, there's some serious gore in there. Yeah, it like it it felt weird in the first episode. Like, why is she talking to this man in a sewer? Mm. And then later, I was like, yeah, I'm a sewer guy. I'm no, I liked it. I like. Liked- oh, he's a recurring character. Great. See, I liked that she just went to talk to the the fucking sewer goblin and the dirt man, and it was just like <laughs> nothing to her. That she's just like, I'm a human, and I don't take any shit. Because the thing is, is, is but it's also like she knows everybody. Like every every time she encounters somebody, it's our first time like in being introduced to that. But she's like, oh yeah, like you know, yeah. she like don't make me cut your finger off again or whatever to the the ghost hacker guy. Like well, she knows everybody. She just knows all the fucking monsters. Like all the friendly monsters in town are like <laughs> her sources. <laughs> well, and it's crazy that that's all on her as well. Like even if that's her title as Lacan, but at some point, I think it's the big guy, Electro or whatever, is like you're the one letting such and such horses run around in this. And I was like, why? It's just her. Like she needs a staff. Yeah. There's nobody it's else working city. with her. <laughs> And she has all these fucking random ghosts and goblins. I have to imagine at some point you're like, ugh, all right, what is your thing? What do you do again? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? <laughs> Which would be really funny. I would find that hilarious in a show like this where if someone was like, what do you do with people? Do you, do you eat our hearts? I don't remember. Um, because I did just look up... Uh, sorry, Miles, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I liked the demon in her cell phone too. Oh, Santelmo or Santalmo? Yeah. yeah, what was that all about? She She just calls a demon? Like... She's just got a cell phone. She's demon. got a haunted phone. What name? And it's, she just fucking summons a fireball with her cell phone. What's that all about? Mm-hmm. Um, what I did think was funny was that it's called Santelmo when to me it's like I just it's also made out of fire. So it made me think of St. Elmo's fire. St. Elmo's fire. Which apparently it, it, it might be. I don't know what a St. Elmo's fire is. Is that a, another thing? A weather phenomenon in which luminous plasma is created by a corona discharge from a rod-like object. Huh. So Santelmo is the shortened form of the Tagalog words Apoy ni San Elmo. Um, so the fire of, I guess, St. Elmo. Oh, so that is what it is. He's Santelmo because he's St. Elmo's fire. Cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I looked up at one point uh, Samul. You know when she fights all those, those goblins with the sideways mouths? You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the scene that, that Jackie was talking about where her bodyguards shoot everyone, the, the bad guy was named Ksa Mool, and I looked that up during our recording time here, and uh, I did see that Ksa Mool was defined in a 1953 book uh, that is about religion and magic among the Isneg as being an evil spirit who is said to swallow people alive without crushing them between his teeth. Mm. So that's horrible. Um, I also say this is someone who finished Resident Evil 8 recently and oh there's some of that thought in there too but uh, yeah you know I love trivia you know I love my little knowledge factoids so it's it's fun to look up all this stuff and it's a little bit more challenging to, to find I mean there's there's definitely lots of articles now and fan wikis about Trece but there's not as many sources as there are about um, the yokai of Japan so it's uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting to uh, find this stuff. Also, putting Filipino mythology on the map—way to go, Tresse! Yeah, 
strangely, there is a credit to a character in episode one uh, as gay man, Jackie pointed out. Yeah. Um, and the only thing I could think of was that there's like a heavy set person who has like masculine features but is wearing lipstick mm. uh, and is like one of the people that the police are interviewing when they're like trying to figure out something. Uh, so that's weird. Maybe I don't even need to bring it up. There's like a significant trans culture in the Philippines. Mm. Really? Do they do they not have words for it? Or I mean, I like I said, I think this was they do. Okay. Uh, like I think I'm probably overgeneralizing, but they're called bakla. Oh. Like I think it's one of those things that like was a slur and is now like a flag. Mm. interesting yeah i I wrote down she calls a fireball on the phone that tells her there are dead people on the train and then she draws a circle that shows her everyone that died and i i was like why didn't she just draw that circle in the first place why did she need to call the fireball you know uh well he's the one who told her about the fact that they are in two trains yeah but why did she could have just drawn she could she could, we could have skipped that. She could have just drawn a circle but on a she train. Didn't, she didn't know that she was inside the, the train of the dead at the time. You know what I mean? Not everywhere in the city has like a cosmic uh, okay. counterpart. I feel like she you, doesn't want to waste her chalk. I see. Yeah, I guess. Like it was like you probably could have guessed. There's like blood everywhere. There's gotta be something funky here. But yeah, I guess maybe she maybe that's a good point. Maybe she could have done multiple things. Like she's like, Okay, I can either draw a circle or I can take an eyeball and dip it in water or I can Well, you gotta get the eyeball. <laughs> You know. you, whatever you know I, 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 I have multiple t- tools to my disposal depending on what is the uh, you know what we're trying to do here okay Um. yeah I'm sorry the character's full name by the way in, in episode one is gay man in drag okay so, I don't know if that's better worse neutral but uh, okay okay end of episode two when uh, the electric guy, when Rufio, Blue, Blue Fio shows up as Blue Lightning and is attacking them, they're also once again saved by Nuno the Sewer Goblin, the Ninja Turtle, and uh, the dirt, big dirt guy. She throws her Chris through the dirt guy, the knife, and she says, ground him. And so I guess the idea is that like the metal of the knife will conduct the electricity into the dirt guy. And that seems to work because he like presses the knife against the guy, but they both explode. So my my question is, did she mm. just kill the dirt guy? He yeah, no, he didn't deserve that guy. She, I, so I noticed that too. I think he can't die. That the caption said "ground him," but I feel like I heard her say "finish him" in Tagalog. Mm. Oh, interesting! Like uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, maybe they're just being cute in English. Yeah, it was it was definitely it was weird. Um I think I'll have oh, to look poor up dirt guy. I'll look up the dirt monster. Maybe there's something in the actual mythology that's like he cannot die. He is all dirt. <laughs> he's just dirt and he he just can just he can just put himself back together cuz he's dirt and you you, you know you, don't know you, that. you blow up a pile of dirt and then you can just like pile it up again. You don't you don't know if that's true. <laughs> um, just pile it up. Get all the pieces back together. Maybe. Um the English voice of the colonel, who I, I, I have down here, I believe is Datu is the title, uh, that's in the black and white flashbacks, uh, is voiced by Steve Blum, who is a, a very well-known English voice actor. He's normally the voice of Wolverine, 
apparently. Um, episode three is, I mean, they're all gory, but episode three is like super gory in the black and white section. We see like the kids are like ghosts or something, but like the cops or, or Anton's people are just shooting kids with guns. And again, they're floating. They have pure dark black eyes. They look Mm -hmm. otherworldly, but it was still weird to see kids being shot. Kids are shooting at cops and cops are shooting at kids. That was weird. And then when she brings in, when she summons her, I guess supposed to be husband, uh, he like rips himself out of the body of the, the colonel. Uh, and mm-hmm. that is that is pretty metal. And then <laughs> later, when she gets attacked by the spider baby, uh, she stabs the shit out of it. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. a lot. That well, was a lot. While was... revealing, I gave birth to you. Yeah. It, and the spider baby is like just disturbing on its on its own. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, for sure. And then yeah, at the end, so she kills it and is like, ha ha ha! I'm secretly evil, and I had my doctor friend leave the baby in the woods. You know, we see that she kills the spider she's, baby. She's a psychopath, this woman. Um, so says you. I know a problem solver when I see one. <laughs> um, but then she's attacked. Like the, the cliffhanger ending is she gets, well, not a cliffhanger. We can see what happens. But she gets attacked by like eight spider babies, right? Also, hold on a second. She's a fucking rich ass actress. You, rich people can always, oh, rich people always have access to abortion. She would have been able, she, she could have done it if she wanted to. Yeah. And if she really. I think it was also she was afraid of it getting out, though. Because she was like, it would ruin my career yeah. if people found out that I had a kid out of wedlock. But mm. it would be weird. How do you hide the pregnancy if you're a working actress who's young? You just yeah. are like, oh, yeah, for eight That's months true. or seven months when it would yeah. be obvious. You're just like, uh, don't worry about me. I, I swallowed a turkey whole. Mm-hmm. I'm like Samul that way. Um, but why did, why did eight spider babies attack her? Did she also have eight other kids that she left in the woods? <laughs> They were just pals. Are they Oedipus? Solidarity. Maybe uh. the demon, I don't know, can multiply or whatever. Hmm. So they're like Bebe's kids. What? Bebe's kids. We don't die, we multiply. Do you know? Okay. I've never seen it, but I've heard that. Okay. Somewhere. It's not a long time ago. Um. Yeah. Anybody else have notes on specifics in the episodes? Do you know who I like? What do you like? The... The main cop that she deals with. I like his voice. Mm. I like his big mustache. I like his attitude that he's just like, oh, another demon. <laughs> yeah, Another Ger- demon. Guess I got to call this girl. <laughs> I think it's Captain Guerrero, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Captain Guerrero. Wow, he looks... R- I like how they just say hello on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first line of dialogue when those people, the civilians are getting off the train, she's just like, oh, something, something Tagalog for your birthday party. So birthday celebration. Birthday celebration. And then she goes back into Tagalog and it was just like, whoa. Okay. My favorite Tagalog slang that I've le- learned recently is Bess, short for best friend. Aww. Oh, that's great. That's cute. <laughs> um, I think I just um, saw like a sketch of Guerrero from the comic and it's completely different. But I don't know. Also. They make him look completely like a Filipino uncle. A tito. Like a tito. Tito. <laughs> Aww. That's pretty great. Um, like, I don't know, man. If, like, I'm trying to look up. Never mind. <laughs> I'm curious as to why her bodyguards put on those weird, like, scream masks mm-hmm. when they get ready to fight. They look like the comedy I and tragedy like that- masks. It feels like that's their real form for some reason. Mm. It didn't feel like that to you. 
Uh, I mean, maybe. That's the kind of thing you see, right? And we see that her father has those werewolf people or those yeah. dog mm-hmm. dog people. Um, I think they were named... One was Puti, which means white, and the other one was just named... I forget what the other one was named. Dog. Yeah. Um, like Aso? Is that what they said? I don't remember. Okay. Uh, you know, by that point we were watching in English, so I don't know. I don't even know if they carried over the names. I liked this. Yeah. It was a mess, I thought, but I liked it. What, what do you mean? Like the show in general or something specifically? The show in general. Ah. I didn't um, like it. And then I liked it a little. I liked the third episode more. And now after talking about it, I'm like, eh, I like it. I wouldn't I wouldn't keep watching it though. I like how dark it is. Yeah. Um I'm interested to see the original comic cuz it looks it looks kind of different. Um and I like that it's noiry, but I I do agree with Jackie that it could use a little bit more of the detective workness to it instead of perhaps the TV show was trying really hard to keep it exciting and show us all the different possible monsters, you know, and so it didn't do a ton of slow kind of you know, or even figuring just it like, out, like or just like I need a, I need more moments of tension because it was just a, it, it felt just like a lot of like one event to the other to yeah. the other to the other, and not like oh no, like she's in danger. Oh yeah. no, like you know something like you know, like the action yeah, was I cool couldn't... when she was fighting, but I like yeah. ne- was never worried about her. I was like she's gonna she's gonna kill everybody and <laughs> it's fine, <laughs> you know. I kind of felt the opposite. Like I really appreciated the humor they added in episodes two and three because I thought it was so serious. Episode one, like it was, it seemed like such a humorless mm. kind of like dark, gritty, endless show. Um, but I liked like the goofiness of Crispin and Basilio and how they hooked up those hooked up with those two wind ladies. Yeah, yeah. I loved Hank being such an idiot and yeah. his like stupid car that whose windows they couldn't roll down listening that was to a disco. weird detail like they just don't know how to use the manual uh <laughs> uh window i wonder how many kids today how many zoomers would know how to do manual uh window raising and lowering on a car because is everything power windows these days maybe well maybe yeah. in america i think so i don't know do it, isn't it intuitive though don't you see it and go like like after jiggling it a little bit you'd be like oh okay i mean it's like the crank motion of like spinning something is not super intuitive i don't know I feel like you might mm. think you just have to push it down one time or tilt mm. it or maybe pull it out. That would be bad. Um, but yeah, that was funny when they broke it and you could hear the driver getting pissed. Um, what? How, explain to me how this ghost how this ghost computer guy who has the video camera from the parking lot can like, I don't know, like he was like instantly able to like find like who she was talking to on the phone at that moment like i don't know what explains like what what is he doing working at a mall and why is he like a i i don't know like a hacker or whatever why is anybody a hacker well what is he doing at the mall if he's a hacker if you're a ghost hacker you should be making like six figures no you can't make money why not like that because you're a ghost. You can't even <laughs> hold the money. It falls out. But, but it's digital. And you're digital because you're a ghost. That's true. I guess you could, yeah. Well, <laughs> keep, keep in mind this also. Where where do all the babes go? What do you mean? The where, mall. Where do you mean all the babes? The babes go to the mall. 
he probably wants to look at all the babes. The adults, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. I don't Not know. The I, I think What he, do you think he's going to do? Get a corner is, office at a place while being a transparent ghost man? I mean, with the skills of like whatever he has, like, I don't know. Maybe what he does as a ghost is actually really easy seem, and all ghosts could do it, but he's it just a loser. It doesn't seem realistic. It doesn't seem realistic that he doesn't have the right job location. <laughs> no, it's a, like that, he, that 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 a mall security computer ghost can, <laughs> can 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 provide all of that information so quickly. You know what I mean? I feel like in a and and I think it would also be better storytelling if she gets some information from the ghost video cameras and then was able to like track like you know right there's like, a little bit more to it like she has to track, analyze it herself or something exactly track oh who is she talking to and da, 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 you know and then kind of like yeah it's kind of like an animal crossing when you pick up a lost item and it's like i guess actually with animal crossing it'll tell you like a little hint about it but then if you give it to the wrong person they're like that belongs to curly and you're like mm. okay yeah it's just like the quest is not so much sleuthing it out it's just like go over there and you're like all right quest done just like they knew exactly what to tell you they, yeah they had the exact info you needed and like i don't know she was she was talking to someone on the phone it happened to be nova and that happened to be related to her murder but like she could have just been murdered or she could have been murdered for a different reason like um, well they do address that her bodyguards say like well how do we know that yeah. the person she was talking to was involved and she's like we don't yeah but it's worth checking out which i think is true too because even if you were just doing detective work if that was the person she was talking to, you should ask if you heard anything, you know? Did she say anything to you on the phone? Yeah. Before she was uh, eaten under her car. That's a good point, yeah. But I don't know. It just, uh, from the beginning, I was just kind of like, she just always like knows where to go and who to talk to or randomly it it kind of hits her on the head, you know? Yeah. Yeah, everything was kind of convenient. I, I yeah. hear what you're saying. By the way, with that whole like, my doctor friend is going to go leave my baby in the woods. Or actually, I think she wanted her to kill the baby, but she didn't want to. That's the other thing. Like her doctor kills her baby that was born. So I guess... She didn't kill it though. Well, whatever. She didn't? I thought she did. She brought it out there and she just left it thinking it would be killed by the weather or animals or whatever. They say the elements in in the dialogue. But I'm guessing like it's her doctor friend who had delivered the baby for her so it could be a secret. Why couldn't the doctor just abort the baby if you're going to kill the baby anyway? Um, kill it before it becomes a person. <laughs> well, that's harder. Maybe she's not good at that. Let's not go down that road. But, so stupid. You know. It's like unreal. It's, it's like a, I don't know, just unrealistic. Jackie, it's about ghosts. But I know what you're saying. The the, the the human aspect of it is is weird. Yeah. Um but so it's just she's just a psychopath. She just went through the whole thing just Maybe to, she changed her mind. No. You know, at eight months and twenty days. I was like, nah. True. Um She could have adopted it that like give it up for adoption at that no, point. No, because she has to keep it secret. So you give it to your doctor, give it to somebody, give it to your doctor who's gonna give it to somebody else who's gonna give it to somebody somebody else who's gonna drop it at the or, or anonymously drop it at the doorstep of a church. That's what people do. In movies? Yeah. Do they do it in real life? I wonder. I think people I do. I think people do. Yeah. Wow. Or at fire departments. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's horrible. Yeah. Anyway. um, 
This is horrible. The fucking video that the, that they like pull up on her phone or or she shows them. It's a video of the doctor like leaving the baby in the woods. Doesn't like the video go horribly wrong? And you're like, why would she send that? Because it's like, or I guess she yeah. she recorded this the video call with her friend. She's like, all right, this is me proving that I'm uh, leaving the baby out here. <laughs> And then she's like, did you do it? And she's like, yup. And then you hear the baby and she looks kind of like, uh, but then like something else happens and she freaks out. So it's like, did she record the FaceTime call with her friend? It, I don't know. Yeah. It just seemed weird. Uh, it's kind of funny. For, for such a dark subject matter. No, you loved all of it. All right. I did. I think everybody acted the exact right way. And I mean, everybody, both sides. With the spider baby side. Yep. The mom actress <laughs> side, the doctor friend holding her down, you know, being her friend for life. Everything had ended exactly as it was supposed to. Yeah. And then, as the cycle of life goes, you are killed by eight demon spider baby children. I wonder if that's based on an actual uh, folklore. It really seemed like it. Uh, mythical creatures of Tresse here. Let's see if I search for Babby Babies. Oh. Because it seems like a classic. Like, I bet that a story exists in a lot of cultures. Mm-hmm. That's the Chanak or the Tianak. Yes. that Because I didn't I didn't make that connection because they kept being like, it's a Chanak or whatever. Yeah. Uh, That's it's, what it was. It's like a demon that possessed the baby or whatever. Right. Tianak are said to be the souls of babies that have died without being baptized. Oh. There's your Catholicism. They want to play with whoever passes by them and their favorite playmates are children with uncommon names. Miles. Oh. It is said that they crow like birds and they cry to lure childless couples. Oh my God. Then they wait until they find an opportunity to kill the couple by sucking their blood. Oh my God. A chanak attracts people through its infant-like whales and the creature transforms into a hideous form when picked up. Then it mauls the victim until they are dead. Cool. Um, Trese portrays these creatures as goblins that possess small corpses left in the woods. Um, the Tianak is a shapeshifter that can take on many forms. Uh, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. I don't, uh, I don't love looking at it or thinking about it. But it's part of a rich tapestry of, of terrifying Filipino monsters. Yeah, rich, real rich. Um. I'm sure there's also nice Filipino myths and 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 you know trolls maybe you know fairies. What what's a what's an always pleasant mythical creature? Fairies. That, listen, that sewer goblin is a nice guy. That's true. He wasn't a problem. If anything, he's probably neutral. The 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 white lady ghost who was killed um seemed nice. The lady in white of the something drive. Yeah. Yeah, She's I felt dead, bad she but, got disintegrated, yeah. but yeah, it wasn't her fault. Stupid politicians. Always sacrificing ghosts. I liked that too. I liked that you could attack and sacrifice ghosts because I just normally think of them as like, well, they're invincible and ethereal yeah. and you can't do shit to them. But no, not not this time. Uh, I wanted to point out uh, that my brain immediately noticed that the art director uh, is named Jojo Aguilar. Yeah, It's like the third credit that popped up on screen and I was like, <gasps> that's a Jojo! Jojo it's a Jojo reference. That's right. They chose him because of the JoJo comic. Isn't one of the English cast? Oh no, it's John John. Never mind. Yeah, it, it is close, but yeah, John John Briones or something, right? Yeah, John John Briones plays a lot of roles. I think. Oh, he plays Hank. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. Love Hank. 
Any last, uh, any lingering thoughts? Uh, I think I'm obligated to keep watching this show. Okay. It's only six eps, right? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's only a six epper. Yeah, I'll probably finish it. All right, you can tell us how it is. We can finish it, maybe. I'm not going to finish it. <laughs> Sorry. I might finish it. We'll see. You can finish it. Uh, all right, that does it for us this week, everybody. Uh, thanks very much for listening. If you want to know what we are going to watch next week, you don't have to go anywhere. I'm just going to tell you right now. Next week, we are watching a Patreon pick uh, from our patron, Omar. You're going to watch Wotakoi Love is Hard for Otaku, which is mm, on uh, true. Amazon Prime Video. Uh, we're watching episodes one to three. So Wotakoi. Uh, that sounds like it should be the complete opposite of what we talked about today, perhaps. Wotakoi. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at JJBPod. If you have thoughts on Trese, uh, Filipino mythology, upcoming JoJo thoughts, uh, or if you know anything about Wotakoi, write to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Other than that, everyone, mahal kita. And mahal kita. Bye. Bye. I don't know any It means, Tagalog. Just, you know, bye. Just say bye. Adios. All right, fine. That's close. Bye. Sige na. You're gonna be bad. You're gonna be bold. You're gonna be wiser. You're gonna be hard. You're gonna be tough. You're gonna be stronger.